Hey, this that Eastside Johnny Big Redemption life. Know what I'm talking about? Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get out the way. I said what I said. My name is Solana. My name's Lene. My name's McLean. And this is our new talk show. This show is just us sharing our very strange, passionate opinions. The first episode is about the new sort of hit Netflix show. I don't want to say that it's a hit show because I we have issues. So the new show on Netflix that has made the top 10 for some reason called Black AF. Yes. Yeah. I have a theory about those top 10 things. I don't think they're actually real. I think that <laughs> let's put some on there. So no, seriously, so that it can seem like it's a top show. It's a good marketing strategy to say this is a top show and then everybody will click on it. Because yeah, I think the only one that actually like people are watching, watching is like maybe Ozark but that has been a top 10 for a while. And then like, I don't know, Tiger King kind of blew up for a hot minute. But Tiger King blew up because they had that top number. Like it would show up on everybody's feed and technically it's supposed to be an algorithm. So if I don't watch shows like that, why would I get, I'm just telling you, Netflix is their marketing. I know what they're doing. (laughs) It's a smart marketing point, but I don't think it's top anything until they put that on their website yes all right so um i first reactions i wow just you know wow i only watched four episodes and i only planned to watch three but then got bored and forgot that i was still watching it so then i was midway through the fourth episode and i was like oh i'm still watching this oh good God, I'm still watching this, and then had to stop it. When I came back to reality, I realized that I was watching. I had to say, no, thank you. So initial reactions is just, wow. I watched like three and a half episodes, kind of four, but it took a long time and it was very painful. So I had to skip through the fourth episode a little bit because I was just like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this anymore. I watched like four and a half episodes just because I was like, because I was bored. And if I didn't know any better, I would not have thought this was written by a black man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is, yep. And that is our point. That is. And it feels like, it feels like, like what white high school wannabe rappers think black people are like. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I'm like, yeah. I would argue with you, but. I said what I said. And I no, said. I mean, it is. Kenya Barris literally, like, he writes to put, like, 5% blackness in a jar, and then he puts the rest, like, he puts water in the rest of the jar. And he's like, this is my show, guys. And there's, like, some thoughts that are, like, interesting, but then the rest you're like, is this written by someone who doesn't know anything 
See, that was my thing is that I was like, wow, there's like one salient point about the black experience every episode. And it usually has to do with slavery. So I'm not really sure if it's like an original salient point as it just is like, even the titles are called It's About Slavery. Every single one of the titles are because slavery in some variation. So I'm like, "Mm, I give you points for having a salient point per episode. I think, again, it feels like, I was talking to my professor about this, but like, it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't feel like like it's made for Black people. Because like, we know, we know that it's about slavery. Like, I don't need you to tell me that I need you to tell me something that's actually related to my life that like me and my people of color friends talk about like that's not I'm not always sitting over here in the couch like you know because of slavery like a reminder <laughs> it's implied total side tangent but I don't know why we keep per- perpetuating these stereotypes these stereotypical narratives on Netflix that's literally every single one of these like hit shows is perpetuating a, ner- a, ter- a stereotype. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing is I was having a conversation trying to explain this show to somebody is um, wild because how do you explain something that is not particularly any form of like good written wise? Like it's not even a well written show to then even be like, well, you know, it's at least a good story. It's not a good storyline. And then it's just offensive and d- beyond ridiculous. Like not even to the point it's funny. Like the fact that this show is supposed to be a comedy weirds me the heck out. Like how is that supposed to be a comedy? Mm-hmm. What is funny? Please explain. The only joke maybe is the perpetual joke that they then ruin because they use it every episode about the white gaze. And they go, what? Your homophobia is not, no, the white gaze, the, uh, you're like, oh. But it uh, follows, it follows Kenya's, formula to a T. It does. It does. It's like, I heard, oh, I, well, the T is, my professor told me, is that basically the reason, the only reason why he made the show is because he wanted to make this episode about Colin Kaepernick um, on Blackish, and they filmed the episode and everything. They did it, he wrote it, it was all set to premiere, and then they told him, no, this is a little too risky, which I don't know what too risky for him is, but they said, it's a little too risky, we're not doing it, and he got upset, which I, I understand that, Valid. and he was like, fine, I'm going to Netflix, and so literally, hashtag Black AF isn't a carbon copy of Blackish because it's everything that he can't do, but I guess my question is, if it's everything you can't do, then this show is a very, very mild yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean you can't yeah. do this on network television? I am so sorry. Uh, That's why he curses so much in the show. Okay, valid. Fine. I get that. Um, but topic-wise, we're not really out here saying, like, anything profound. No. And his his cursing just makes him look like an asshole. Like, it yeah. doesn't make him, like, funny or charming at all. Like, Calling his kids like like a dickhead or like an asshole like Witch. like it does not make me <laughs> calling his daughter a thought. Can we just have that conversation right now? Let's just spoiler alerts, guys. If you were if you're listening to this, you should already have seen an episode. If you haven't, welcome. Um, he calls his daughter a thought because she has purple hair, and then her daughter and then his other daughter goes, 
Ah, uh, yes. Textbook cottage. Yeah. I was very, I was like, I don't think I've ever, like, come on now. And it wasn't even like, an, like, I don't know how I could justify that comment, but it wasn't even like, in a funny way, because here's the thing. My, my thing is that she was not dressed like a thought. That's no. a typical depiction in itself, which has its own meanings, but like what she was dressed as had none of that. And like the fact that he called her that because he was like, you know, as a black girl, you have to decide what looks well because you know, white kids have stuff. And I like, I understand that I've been told that before. I get it. I understand. But I also think that that's such an, again, because Kenya Bears wrote this show, that's such an old man thing to say. Like, every old Black man that has told me that says that, and I get it. They mean for my well-being, but, like, the only person that's allowed to say that is my father, and even my father doesn't really tell me. <laughs> like, he's pretty chill about it, so I'm like, mm, I'm like, eh. Are you sure you want to tell black girls that they have to decide every single aspect of themselves because they're only an object and not actually here for like their thoughts or their mind? Because that's pretty much what you're telling them. And that's my issue is with him constantly is that he's like writing these narratives all about like the, like the, the physical, like all of his women characters are about the physical and they're never about like deeper things. And yeah. like, like the daughter wants to get into NYU. Why? We don't, we don't ever know. Maybe that's addressed in the other episodes, but again, you have two episodes to hook us in, Kenya. Two. That is what you have to do. You have two, and you, I made it through four, and I still couldn't do it. Now, maybe other people did. That's on them. However, you had two episodes to draw me in. That is like the main thing of writing, and he did it with Blackish too. Blackish is just terrible in the first season. Just absolutely terrible. And then it picks up a little bit in the second season drop back off in the third it's a whole thing but like yeah that's why I didn't watch blackish I got like three episodes in with my family because we were like ah oh, yes a black tv show we love the main character Anthony's a big we're a big fan of Anthony's we were like yes this would be good Tracy Ellis Ross we we're like yes star-studded cast love these people we're here for this and then we went oh no it's written for white people oh god and then some friends that we have who are black we're like, oh no, this show is so good. And we were like, for who? Like, for whom is this for? Because it's not for us. Because none of these jokes are funny to us. This is just reality. Like, there's a fine line between the comedy that you can have with sitcoms about, like, it's funny because you relate to it and you're like, oh, that's real life. But then there's also lines where it's like, oh, that's only real life. And I don't really need to watch a TV show about things that I deal with on the regular. Like, having mixed children is not anything that my family seems to find funny because guess what that's us like it's not that funny whereas like other shows that are about cultural um like that that deal with like cultural instances that actually use that um kind of idea like my absolute tops one day at a time that show is funny as a latinx woman because it's things that are my life but are heightened to the extreme so it's not the everyday it's the everyday plus a few more so that's what gets to be funny is the ridiculousness and not in a like kenya where he the character kenya i don't know who kenya is in real life the character kenya is ridiculous but in the most like self-serving 
like I'm the victim way. He's, that's the problem I have. His character is the worst. He's like a whiny asshole and he spirals every time somebody like, every single time somebody like, um, what am I trying to say? Every time some, something doesn't go his way or somebody says something that he doesn't like, he like freaks out. And then like, you know, the first whole episode, the, like the whole first episode is him like talking about, oh, should I get rid of my chain? Like, am I the problem? Like, is the chain the problem? Like the literal line of, am I a coon? Am I a problem? What? What? Like, that's actually like, that's a thing that does happen like black men feeling like do i need to give up my chain like that's a thing that happened so again it's an old sure. black man show i'm not but saying it was a good thought <laughs> it wasn't but like it was so base level because like okay great have that conversation about the chain but like you never really he never really looks inside himself it's just this like he's like am i a coon and then like that's it and you're like whoa whoa, whoa. what is to make things worse it's done as a montage so i understand that it's supposed to be a documentary and like we kind of set up the premise that this is a docu a show about a documentary which wow what an original premise how many times have we done that one before um in my notes i literally say straight to camera testimonials they're a crunch but they're great for narrative structure <laughs> i said i was like so basically, you're stealing from Curb Your Enthusiasm, Parks and Rec, The Office, every single reality television show. You're stealing from your white people. Like, this is not a new thing. And I was going to talk about, yeah, the thing about, about all of his shows having, like, kids who are mixed is he tries to say that it's, like, so rare or different, but it's really not, like maybe well no it is a thing that's often showed in television and film that's the that's kind of one of the issues but like it is constantly shown it's a normal thing like there are lots of mixed kids <laughs> like almost every person every black person who's here is mixed because that's just what happened but it's like this is not like a new thing yeah I don't understand why we pretend that being mixed is like not a thing for people like I don't know I, honest to God, cannot think of anyone that I know that is not mixed in some way, shape, or form, except maybe parts of my family, and that's because they're from the older generation, and they're probably mixed with something we just don't know, and no one has, when we took the genealogy test, we only did it for, like, my uncle and then my mom, so we don't, we could all be mixed of something, and we've, we would literally have no idea. Yeah, I mean, in episode five, like, the part that I got to, like, Joy, Joya talks about, like, how difficult it is to be mixed, which is, like, fine, but then she talks about, like, the overcompensating for your mixedness, which I was, like, okay, that's kind of a, that's an interesting point, mm -hmm. uh, and then, and then Kenya goes, oh, you're so, you're so mixed, like, as if that's, like, a bad thing. What? I'm so sorry. What? I would need to take a because I did not watch that episode, and I would, I have some, as a yeah, that's exactly what he said. He, no. Like, she said something, and he's, like, you're so mixed. And then, like, walk away upset. Mm -mm. As a black, Mexican, white, mixed child, I understand her valid points. Again, the one salient point, which is having to overcompensate for having a lack of one culture versus another and having to play the chameleon. Valid. Happens all the time. However, when did the word mixed become an insult? I think I would rather go back to, like, the 50s and be called, like, an oct- Like, no, the 1800s and be called an octoroon before I get, like- 
mixed. What? What? Okay. Um, I think that's there to be, to be funny. Is that yeah. He funny. put it in there to be funny, but it wasn't funny. <laughs> is that what comedy is? Because maybe I just like haven't studied enough comedy to know that that's. Well, funny. here's the thing about comedy is that comedy is like a fine wine. Sorry, that's like a spooge analogy, but it is. It's like depending on what comedy you have, you like. So, there's some people who cannot do witty comedy. They don't understand it because they're not really exposed to it, and they don't watch anything with witty comedy. For instance, like if you first watch The Office, you're probably not gonna like it if you've never seen anything like that. But if right. you tell yourself to keep going and you watch it and you watch it, you slowly are taught like the gags and the tricks and it's funny. It automatically becomes funny again. It's like, it's easy to write the witty comedy or it's harder to write the witty comedy, but it's easy to write the comedy that Kenya writes because it's just insults. It's just like being like, oh, what would be funny here? It's like worse than Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. The thing that sucks is like I think that people do eat that up. Like that's what I say all the time. Like, I mean, sorry, Solana, but me and McLean <laughs> are media studies, like minors. Which, but you're you're still the same. Well, you know what I'm saying. I don't want to be like me and McLean are over here, but oh, like, no, it's fine. You know, like I think it's easier to say that because like we study media, and the more that I study media, the more that I'm like, this is crap. Um. But I've always kind of felt that way in a sense. And I feel like for Black people and for people of color in general, we're not really given a lot of TV shows. So we no, don't yeah. have choices as to what's good. And so some people are just like, ha, this is funny because this is all I have. And it's like, I think, I do think that for Black people, I think we do need to step it up. And I know he has an episode about that. Like he has an episode about like all these people, like Ava DuVernay and all these people like call in and he's like, what did you think of my new project? Like, did you like it? And they're like, oh, yeah, well, it was it was good. And then he's like, stop lying. And I'm like, but, like, somebody should have told you that about your show. Like, <laughs> because there are so many good shows out there. Insecure right now is happening. We got Atlanta. We got, like, there. Are, there's not a ton, but there are, there are some great shows. And the sad thing is not that many Black people watch them. And I'm over here like, please, please, they're so good. Well, that's what I'm like. I just am always curious about, this kind of goes back to the Netflix conversation of like, what the heck, man? Because they have, like, we have these, we get these really cool cultural shows. I'm saying cultural shows because I'm also including the Latinx shows that pop up sometimes. Some, yeah. I say key phrase, sometimes bold italics, exclamation point, sometimes. Yeah. Because what we, we get, know. We get <laughs> Netflix is pioneering in those, unfortunately. <laughs> I know. We get the imports from Mexico, which I'm not going to lie. I love House of Flowers, Elite, big fan. I love watching it in Spanish. Yeet. I love my melodrama. I love House of Flowers. <laughs> Bruh, House of Flowers, fire. Anyways, <laughs> I look, I love a telenovela. Like, I'm the first to stand it. I'm the first to be like, yes, this was so good. Give me that high drama. But, like, when it comes to Latinx American shows, one, we are perpetuating only stereotypes, first of all. There is, like, not a single goddamn version where there is a regular person who just happens to be Latinx, and if it is, it is a side character on one really bad ABC show. Let's yeah. not kid ourselves. And not only that, they haven't even given us original shows yet. Like, One Day at a Time was already a show in the 70s. Right. On Freeform, they just did uh, Room for Five or whatever, House of Five. That show, already a show from the 70s. What they did is they went, 
great. How do we update this show? Oh, wait, it's a Mexican family. What do Mexicans have to deal with? Oh, wait, immigration. That's how we're going to make it. That's how these kids end up with just the five of them. Immigration. Because apparently we can't do anything except be immigrants. It's the same way with shows like Blackish, where, or even like, what was it? We were talking about Dear White People. There's still yeah. these archetypes that are perpetuated, and we're pretending that that's like chill, and we're like, all right, cool. It's because Hollywood, the form of Hollywood is like, we're not going to make something unless we're sure it makes money. And the only safe way to know that is if there was something beforehand, because you can get that fan base. You can get the fan base that watched one day at a time in the 70s, and you can get their kids. Same thing with, like, when Blackish was first premiered, it was, like, premiered as, like, ooh, the Cosby show, but different. So, like, you, <laughs> so, like, you get these people who have already had this established fan base you get popular actors that people like and then you're assured your money but if you're not going to be assured your money they're not going to take the risk and but netflix greenlights everything so netflix has no excuse yeah. for that because we have seen some bad netflix shows i am sorry netflix really out here with that hulu does the same thing with their into the dark sequence as a horror fan angry but like that's the thing is that i'm like netflix is the one place that was originally supposed to be that place where things that didn't get green lighted for network television had a chance some but of the it, like, first netflix originals were great were interesting i mean dear white people was actually really good for the first two-ish seasons and then it kind of just fell off the face of the earth because we think netflix touched it same thing with one day at a time on my block like but netflix is still like one, they started off as a blockbuster. Like they were supposed to be like, cool, you, I had that I had that Netflix subscription. They would send me the movie every week. I got it from my little DVD box, loved it. But then it was like, yes, they could, like Dear White People was good, but again, it had the movie. So they knew about it and they didn't think it was gonna be that big of a hit. Once it became a big hit, that's when they started to get more control of it. And then that's why the third season ended up being trash. Same, yeah. and it's funny though, because- the same was on my block. Yeah, Dear White People made a joke about this in the first season. They were like, you know how in the third season, <laughs> things always go down. And it's like, that literally happened because they know. Like, that's, if, if, if anything's going to become popular in the third season, that's when the people step in and are like, can you do this? Can you do that? Because Netflix is still a company and they still run things. They don't make good decisions. But again, a white show is always going to be more safe than anything else. Always. Yeah. Tiger King is always going to be safer, which I think is just hilarious because the entire thing is not accurate. Like, none of the show is it's accurate. A it's a lie. It is false. None of it is good. And they make this person seem, they make all these people seem really great when in theory they're, like, not at all. Um, and I, Netflix has this theory of doing, doing that with documentaries, which is problematic in itself. Um, but, like, it's always going to make more money. They'll green like that in a second. They have no problem with that. Because they already have. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, hen uh, hentified is is good. And I'm, that's a I'm scared though. Watching it to season three, and we have to do. So the thing is, it's like what? Yeah, there's only one season, so it's not. Yeah, can't <laughs> me. I was like, wait, I'm waiting. If it gets greenlighted to continue again, because God knows that we've had good shows on Netflix that are actually good. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I watched Trinkets. Loved that show. I know we're on a side tangent. We're not talking about Black AF anymore. Sorry, everyone, but. Well, we're in, inherently talking about Black AF. So like, yeah. I watched Trinkets. It's an all-female writing crew, directing crew. It is like all the leadership for that team is all femme, femme identifying. Big fan. It's about 
do we have a Latinx character who's very who actually is, is that the one that has Gina Rodriguez? No, no, Trinkets is about um, a young girl who's she's a lesbian. F- fun fact: love a love a main character that's a lesbian. Um, we stand that points for them. It, she goes through her mom gets killed. She has to live through with her dad, and she has to go through trial. But she moves to a new city and she starts stealing things, and so she gets put into um, like a thieves anonymous group where she meets two other girls from her school. And the whole concept is that it's three girls from like different backgrounds. We have a a girl, a black girl who's mixed, who's very rich. And so her, her dad is white, which is a very different version of things, which I, which is really interesting in this point, the show really brings up a salient point about this. Like spoiler alert, her dad cheats on her mom. Um, she has, she's been in this high society, rich life. She realizes that like she her her white boyfriend is a very rich douchebag who like is using her wealth and her connections that her dad has to get into college because they're high schoolers. So like we get to see this multi-generational like struggle of black women trying to figure out what to do with one wealth and then that being associated with their white counterpart. And like, how do you deal with that? What do you do with that? She's also stealing. She takes revenge on him and destroys his car because that's what he loves because he's one of those people. Um, the Latinx character comes from a single parent household. She kind of dresses like the hood, kind of like, what is it? Hip hop fashion, so co- so called. Um, but she's like obscenely smart. She is like an engineering queen, but she would never tell her, her mom that her dad's in prison. Like the whole story. You get some yeah, stuff. you just ruined the. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it now. Oh, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like shows like that <laughs> that were actually speaking about like salient points that were making point without making points. We're talking about cultural things and things that people that are actually of color are dealing with, and they're like, "Hey, this is shit that happens to teenagers. Like these are real life things." It was still funny. It was actually still a really well-written show. But did it get a second season? No. Yeah. Not. Because why would we give a show that makes real points and is actually about sort of actually real life another episode, another season? Because no one would watch it because apparently no one cares. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as the poster in my background, which you can't see. But Black Panther, now, while it ended up being a hit... It was not supposed to be in any shape or form a hit. And you can tell that from the movies coming after that and the, the promotional material. Like, the yeah, should have been Star Wars level. But instead, <laughs> it was not that because they didn't think it was going to do well. They were like, yeah, this movie's going to tank, guys. Like, it's going to be the least popular one. And then we'll shove it in there, Thor Ragnarok it, and then, you know. And they're like, and it'll be fine. Like that's and, Thor, and then Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok are like the two best. Um, Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah. They go, oh well, black people won't show up for things. And then this is why I don't understand. When we study theater, this is one of the fun things about being a theater major and also having media study friends, is that you can look from across the board and be like, things that supposedly people were questioning if black people were going to show up for. They clearly did, and did it in droves. So I don't know why we keep questioning if Black people are going to show up for shit. Color Purple had the same problem. We had a teacher who literally, like, was part of the producing team for that. And she had talked about the fact that she knew that this was going to be good and that people would show up for it and that she loved the story. And she was like, we don't know if people are going to show up for it, but we know at minimum 
that someone's going to come see it and that the show needs to happen. And then they hopped Oprah and then they got all the people involved. But like the fact that the show like Color Purple. Well, no, Oprah wanted to be a part. Oprah, Oprah was like, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, Oprah was like, hop on it. And she was, they were like, uh, Oprah literally outbought people, which is iconic and the most Oprah thing to ever have. That's different though. The Color Purple only got green light both times because it was by white people. I love the color purple, but it is not, it is not like, you could say it's, it is, you could say that it's inherently adapted through black culture, but the reason why it got to be so successful is because it was directed by Steven Spielberg, who is an old white man, whom I love, but <laughs> it's not the same thing. Same thing with, with the color purple on Broadway. I mean, it was mainly directed, uh, produced by white people and then Oprah hopped on board afterwards. So like, I guess it's interesting to see what's going to be greenlit and what's not, you know, like, I think the Wiz is like maybe the one thing, but they were like, Oh, this isn't going to do well. And Broadway wise, it did do well, but movie wise, it didn't for a long time. Yeah. Movie wise, it did not do well. Yeah. <laughs> not a good movie though. So, huh? I, it was just not, it was weird. It was weird and scary. So sometimes like, okay, here's the thing. I think white people think that, people of color are confusing. Like, we, they don't know what we're going to show up for and what we're not. Like, for instance, Harriet. We did not show up for that film, y'all. Like, we didn't show up. But it's, but like, it's not, it's not difficult to see why we didn't show up. The, sh the film was not made for us, so we said, bye. <laughs> we got Black Panther, sweetie. We got all the choices now. You know, what? you know what? I would rather go see us, not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but we love Jordan Peele. So yeah. People went to see Get Out. People went to see, you know, us because we were like, yeah, Jordan Peele. We yeah, like Jordan Peele. hype for Candyman. We were like, Jordan Peele touches anything. We're done. Exactly. We're but with Harriet, it was a distinct difference. First off, people didn't like the casting. They thought that was wrong. Second off, you're talking about Harriet Tubman, who is a black icon, okay? You better do her right, or else black people are going to be mad. They were like, she's out here trying to save people with a gun, and like, she's yeah. fine. I'm like, I don't remember yeah. anything about that in my history. Also, nobody asked for this movie. <laughs> Not a single person was like, saying. We've been asking for, no, people have been asking for it. Harry but not that movie. They didn't ask yeah. for that I was, movie. I got Moses with Cicely Tyson, okay? I could sit and watch my TV. Exactly. <laughs> the Queen Cicely Tyson! <laughs> I was like, I don't need... Yeah, it was like they made it into an action film. Because again, they said, well, just in case the Black people are confusing, we'll make it into an action film because we think they like that. Yeah. Hmm. And we were like... So this is what I don't understand because I also question. Speaking of things that they're white people are confused about people of color. Twelve Years a Slave. What was it? Django. Guys, what? Those films were not made for black people. No. Um, Django in itself is offensive. Um, I will state this now. I said what I said. Quentin Tarantino is a racist. I said what I said. Those who do not think so, please. There are so many resources online. If you're listening, look it up. We are not spitting from our buttholes right now. These are absolute facts. He speaks in jive. How many times in Reservoir Dogs is the N-word said? No excuse. It's in the 70s. No one said it that many times. I'm so sorry. That movie was the epitome of why Quentin Tarantino is trash. Django, that's why. That movie, wow. I don't like him. I don't know. I rarely say that things offend me. When I go to the theater, things offend me. <laughs> I'm watching. That's worse. It's worse. It's that worse. Is worse. That though, because it's like it's like white people being like, 
oh my god we did such a good job didn't we and i'm like sweetie get out of my face back up <laughs> i said what i said <laughs> i don't like quentin tarantino at all i think pulp fiction is a fine film um i have occasions where i do actually like pulp fiction um but yeah all of his stuff is stealing but like i don't think that 12 years of slave nor Django Unchained is made for black people. I think Quentin Tarantino tried, tried with the Django Unchained. Like he was like, okay, maybe if we get a couple black people in here, that'll be nice. But like, I don't think that he was like, this is made for my people. He wasn't. He didn't sit down in the right in like the writers' room and was like, we're making this for for black people. That was not yeah. what he did. He was I like, think the thing is, I think in his brain he does, and that's the problem. Is that he? I don't think he does, Solana. No, he doesn't. I don't think, I think in his brain he thinks, yeah, in his brain he thinks, this black is a good idea. This. The black people will like it. I don't think he's like, I'm writing it for black people, but I think he goes, ah, yes, black people will like this one. And then you go, what? But rarely, though, most of his films have, like, only white people in them. Except for Pulp Fiction. Which yeah. Has a black person. It's also always Samuel L. Jackson, and I always question him for that, and I will never not have problems with Samuel L. Jackson for that, because I go, boy, you keep getting that paycheck, and you don't need that shit. You just keep on chain. You know what I'm saying? You don't need that. He didn't do Django Unchained. I don't think. I don't remember him in that film. Huh? Um, Plus, he was the servant. He he kept calling um, James. Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, it was. It literally was. See, Samuel L. Jackson was in it. Samuel L. Jackson was. I don't think he was for the house. He was in this movie. I know because I specifically was like, "Why is he in this movie?" And then I go, "Oh, it's Tarantino. He's always in these movies. I swear to you, he's in that movie." So yeah, it was. Um, we've got Jamie Fox in the movie. Christopher. Uh, Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson plays Steven. He is the servant. And there's a whole sequence in this movie. I, I know that, he, but it doesn't look like him. Well, no, because they put all this old people makeup on him. Even though he is an old person. Yeah. Black. Black. <laughs> He's an old man. He's Don't a, be mad at that. Shuffle and sings in this dang movie. That's what I'm saying. It's like, Samuel, you know better. He literally shuffles and sings his happy ass across that goddamn show. He set. won an Oscar. <laughs> He wanted an Oscar. For this one? No. No, he just wanted one. If they play a slave and they check and they try, they get an Oscar. And that's all he wanted. The poor baby. He just said, listen, guys, I've been working in this industry. that goddamn stage. And when there's a whole shootout sequence at the end, he's literally dying. And he calls Jamie Foxx the N-word every single time. Or boy. He's true. I go, what in the hell? He said, listen. My more, my man Denzel Washington, he's done a lot, okay? And he still didn't get an Oscar until he played something crazy. So I need to get myself on this movie. I don't think he enjoyed it because he rarely talks about Django Unchained, but he was like, guys, I gotta do what I gotta do. No one talks about Django Unchained. Terry Washington was in it, guys. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. showed so many good people on this movie and were like, yes, black people? Who do I they don't think they it's his Jackson? Jamie Foxx? Kerry Washington? Oh, yes, that will bring the black people. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Quinn Tarantino is a very interesting man. He doesn't, uh, still, I don't, I wouldn't say, I don't know, I feel like if I say he offends me, then he's taken, he's taken my, my power. 
<laughs> I just ignore him. I'm like, sweetie, you wish. You don't control my life. So, Should we talk about Rashida Jones? Yeah, that's what I was going to say next. Speaking of our topic, back to Black, uh, black AF. Black. If I give it power. Speaking of if I give it power, um, this show, Black AF, the one we started talking about, um, we, Lene, please tell me what you, please share with everyone what you had said about Rashida Jones. Well, one, I said, Rashida Jones is not the problem. But do you mean another day that I said something else? Yeah. Do you remember what you said? Kind of. Vaguely. Um, This woman said, and I quote, Rashida Jones is the Gwyneth Paltrow of Black people. I did say that. (laughs) And I stand by that statement. She said said what she said, and she stands by it. Yeah. Because, like, here's the thing. I think that Rashida, okay, one, I'm going to say, Rashida Jones is not the problem in this show. I think that she has every right to to do whatever she wants. I mean, people know that people know that she's black, and if they don't know that she's black, then they're just young. And I think it's, they just haven't watched shows with her in it because it's easy to look her up and see, oh, cool, she's James Earl Jones' daughter. Great. Like it's very easy to look that up and see that. I knew that when I was like eleven. But I do think that Rashida Jones has said things <laughs> that are as problematic as Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, she said things. Like, I remember, guys, when she blamed Beyonce for the over-sexualization of women, and she told Beyonce that she should put more clothes on, and everybody was like, oh, my God. <laughs> the world was spinning. And then she said, I don't apologize for that, which, good for you, girl. You stuck to your sentiments. But I was like, she said what she said. She said what she said. But everybody was like. But she said what she said. She said what she said. And I do feel like a lot of the times, like, and I think this has to do with her character on Black AF, where she, I maybe she's, like, dealing with herself a little bit. But, like, she says contradictory things. And, like, I think also in real life she likes to, like, downplay other Black women because they're sexualized. Like, she'll be like, Cardi B is not good and she's not intelligent because she takes her clothes off. And, like, th- those two things are neither here nor there. They're night and day. That doesn't have anything to do with, your brain like whatever if you want to do that you do that cardi b that's on you and that's what women empowerment is but then the weird thing is is like even in that episode she was like oh my god i of course the weird thing about rashida jones's character and i really am questioning like because she's executive is also one of the executive producers on this so like your girl definitely read the script beforehand and was like yeah i'll shove some of my money at it um her character First, petty is all hell. Big fan. I'm here for a petty bitch. I am always here for a petty bitch. I don't care who you are. If you're petty and you stick to your pettiness, I'm here for it. I stand. That's That said, she is so dumb with Kenya. She's done with him. She's done. And I, I don't understand how these two people even got together because throughout the four ep- the four-ish episodes that we've seen, all they is try to one each other and then when it comes to like family matters they turn around and are like you can't say that about us you don't want this fire like what and you don't want smoke and you're like i don't understand so what you're saying is that you hate your husband and you always roast him and you go cool this is how i have to handle him because he's an oversensitive baby i say that he's a man child he blames everything on white people because he is incompetent and a fool he goes, it's because black people that I'm dumb. And you're like, no, you're dumb because you're dumb. I sweetie, white people have nothing to do with that. Um, 
think his character shows that too, though. That's what I'm saying. And she's the only one who's like, yes, because slavery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sweetie. Uh-huh. I, stand I get the thing of like arguing with each other with being like, only I can say that because I think that that's, yeah, I understand that. That's the thing that like people do in friendship. It's like, only I could talk about you. But if other people talk about you, then I'm going to beat them. But like, it's one of those things. So I get those. But I do think that they're extremely extremely problematic in the parenting oh yeah joe is a terrible mother who spirals every time her failure is pointed out and then she, and then her and kenya just like make things way worse they spoil their children and then wonder why their children are trash and i go well i don't know maybe if you like parented them correctly but they, they also don't even talk to them like but then that's the worst part is that she goes well i gave up my she will also never not mention that she was a top lawyer. There's a whole episode, friends, where they literally talk about she meets one of her old law friends just to brag about how she has like a bunch of money now because the other the white friend is an environmentalist lawyer now. Um, and they it was funny when she said that the white friend was the worst kind of white liberal. I laughed. Mm. That's what I'm saying. There's like one or two things, and I'm like salient point. This woman is that salient. But I- Again, and I mentioned this too, I think Rashida Jones is kind of a seasoned actor. She does comedy. Like, all of the things that she's ever done that I've seen her in have been comedic. So, The Office she was in, which is funny because these are copycats of that um, Parks and Rec she was in. She's comedic. Like, she's known for her, like, dry pan, dead humor. And she's done stuff like this before. So, she's seasoned. Kenya Barris is not. Like, the man should never And he's a, it's not a good written character. Oh, good God. So, like, maybe he could be, like, the worst person ever, but it would be better if he was, like, a genuine actor, and he's not. So everything that he says just sounds even worse, because you're, like... like a whiny baby. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, but Rashida Jones's character is written sort of well. So I don't understand... I have questions. Dear Kenya, I have questions. Um, First question, why do you write yourself so terribly? Like... It's not about how it's written. It's about how it's interpreted. Because I'm like, it's, like... If he actually behaves this way, I don't understand how anyone wants to function with him. The episode that they were in the writer's room and she like, this is why I don't understand them because they're like petty towards each other. So she like comes into the writer's room and is like, oh, here's our son, our child. Oh yeah, he's a supportive father of six children, which again, funny. Well, I say funny with air quotes, friends. Yeah. Um, funny quote unquote again i stand for a petty bitch if you're gonna be petty please give me all your pettiness i'm here for it what let me do it like let me get into your pettiness but then they like that's it that's all she has is they give her like she used to be a lawyer she's a petty bitch and then like the weird episode where they go to a rave and do drugs and then they give us this weird like molly backstory which i don't know if that was supposed to be funny or just uncomfortable like that was like Again, because old black people have that idea of Molly. <laughs> like, I don't know what, why they have that idea of what, what it is, but they have this, like, crazy, like, crazy idea of what drugs are, which, I mean, could be valid. Like, it's a, it is kind of a funny situation that happens, but also it just harkens back to the point that, like, they're bad parents. Because they are bad parents. Yeah. They can uh Joya literally says to Drea, she's like, Yeah, I fear we're never gonna be close. And then when like Drea comes back and says the exact same thing that Joya just said, she's like, Oh shit, okay, I fucked with you. And she goes, yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, that's what I'm saying. She's teaching her children how to handle 
her husband. Like the fact, this is why I have issues with this and it's not necessarily Joya's fault because we all have that, everyone has that one person in their life that is sort of like Kenya, who is really annoying and you have to handle them. The fact that you have to handle this grown ass man is a problem. You are a grown man. I should not have to manhandle you. I should not have to handle you with kid gloves because you have to be offended because someone complimented your chain. Bro. First of all, let's just not talk about, let's just bring this back up. They have, they said the words, oh no, Jews are white, Jews are white, to their assistant who was Jewish. Um, he doesn't feel bad for his whiteness. Like, okay, fine. You're a white dude employed by black people. I'm so sorry, what is this? And then, so she's not only part of the problem. The fact that the children then know that they are bad for each other and toxic. Like, Dre literally like, says, she's like, yeah, mom and dad fight a lot, but... I heard that it's a problem when they don't fight. The thing is, that's very real. Like, sorry yes, to class, but, like, every parent fights. All, like, I don't know anyone whose parents don't fight. If they do... My they parents fight. are divorced, so yes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> whose parents don't fight and bicker and argue. And not happily. Like, I don't understand. So, I get that. That sentiment's fine. The, the fact is, is that the children know that he has to be handled. Like, the fact that we had to spend a whole 10-minute sequence talking about when he goes on his rants. Let every child, Bear B or Chloe, which their nicknames are trash, um, talks about the fact that it's like a, what is it, like a sound machine? It's just kind of, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you do this enough and your children are this way and they, they have to learn how to handle you, like what kind first off what kind of and then and then Joanna's like yeah I use plausible deniability and then she's like shit what what happened like what do I not know oh yeah I knew that (laughs) well that's what I'm saying like the fact that she has to pretend to be a bad parent because he's up and he's a bad parent so (laughs) but some of the things she knows about and she's fine with like the whole hair coloring sequence that was like a a big hoopla was gonna be at the club yeah like, she knew that she was going to be there. She was fine with it. In fact, she's kind of a cool parent, actually. And, like, usually isn't, I mean, granted, did she forget things? Yes. I'm not going to say she's a great parent. However, she has, like, some things that are actually redeemable as her as a parent, but takes the day, but takes the fall because Kenya's all up in arms and knows that it's going to be a massive argument and a big hoopla if she says that she knew something. That's what I'm saying. Like, the fact that she has to handle her man I, like no you are a grown human I should not have to do this for you to baby you so you feel like you're oh I'm slaving away making money for you okay and I gave up my job for you what what about this is not equal sir yeah it seems weird but I think most of it is just the fact of like she has to deal with like like in the other episodes like he said which is supposed to be for com- comedic effect where it's like I deal with the boys, you deal with the girls. And I guess in a way he's commenting that that doesn't make sense, but he's still showing it. He's still showing it as the norm, like the typical thing, which again, is not a stereotype that I appreciate and I don't think that it's accurate. Um, and it's got lots, lots of gender things in there that I don't like, but yeah, like it's just a double standard to treat some kids one way and then other kids other ways. And he's like, his sons are the worst. Like they're bad, like they're terrible. But he does, he's not out here saying, like, well, I don't want you to be on a stripper pole. Like, he's not saying those things to them. Yeah. He's saying those I, to the girls. And I'm I like. Think, he gets I mad think, for being soft. So then I'm I like. Pops, I, don't, I don't think Pops is bad. The one no, who, I love Pops. He's I my love, favorite. I think, 
But yeah, again, I think like, I hate that. He does this all the time in all his shows. He makes like one black boy, like super, as he says, soft, which I hate that word. He mm-hmm. says he does it all the time. And he's like, well, cause he cries and cause he has emotion. Something's wrong with him. And it's like, dude, nothing's wrong with him. He's a normal child who just happens to be emotional. Who's literally his birthday got forgotten. Like, of I, would course, I would be sad too. Like, yeah. I was upset about that. Like, and that's the thing is that it's like, oh, he's soft. Then he goes, Joy, go do it. Deal with that. Joe, go deal with that. So then he sends Joya to go do it. So I'm like, are you his parent or are you not? Because he, literally within a span of two episodes, he goes, well, I deal with the boys. And then, first of all, his boy Hollywood, we, mm-mm. I know, I know that Broadway, guy. Broadway. I, I've known that guy. Oh, sorry, Broadway, my B. Broadway. Broadway. Wow, that man, I know him, hate him. My uncles have friends like that, mm-mm, no, sir. However, he has a whole thing about how he's like, yeah, I'm the dad, like, I just deal with the boys. But then we, like, have three episodes, we had two episodes earlier where he does not deal with any of his children. In fact, he gets annoyed that his children are even in his presence with the most annoying robot ever, and then goes, can y'all go just go be somewhere not here? So like, and, then, and, then, and then he gets mad at... At Joya's parenting, not making pops go to school. So I'm like, do you want to parent or do you not want to parent? Because you don't. I think that's the commentary is that he doesn't parent, but it's not. He never places the blame on himself. That's the issue. It's like he never looks inside himself and is like, "Wow, I'm a bad parent." He just says it, and it's like, "Ha ha ha!" It's funny, guys. He does for the (laughs) second in the fourth episode because this whole episode is about grades, report cards, and he goes, "Yay, we did it! We did it!" He goes, "Yeah, Joya does all the homework with them." And she goes, it's because he's stupid. Because he's dumb. And then, because then when Pops is like, oh, yeah, I got the answer. He's like, why'd you even ask me then? And why, he whines. Mind you, he whines. It's not that he's like, because that would be funny. Granted, if it was any other actor, it might have actually been funny. However, Kenya is not an actor, and he just whines the whole dang show. It also is at that pitch where it just starts to buzz in your ear like a mosquito, and I'm like, ooh, I'm about to punch him in his face kind of thing. So I said what I said. I stand by that. He, and whenever he whenever he whines, he's like he's like dude, like he calls his kids dude, which I'm like he calls everyone dude, and I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you, well, you just sound dumb? Are you serious? Are you are serious you serious right now? Are you serious right now? Then why do you even need my help? I'm like, cause you're his father. He asked you for homework help. Hop off the for a second. I think that there can be characters that are assholes but still fun like for instance like michael scott terrible terrible man hilarious do we feel for him yes do i love michael scott yes because there's a sense of sincerity and naiveness and like childlike wonder within michael scott that makes him funny that's (laughs) what makes him funny he can be he can be the worst that whole episode where he has the whole eddie murphy raw thing i love my gosh my episode and they're like you cannot do that and he's like I don't understand and like that whole episode he's the worst and it's not until the final end where he gets like literally slapped in front of everyone that he's like oh my gosh my actions have consequences my feelings are hurt I'm gonna run away now like that never happens with Kenya and that's the hard part is like one is because of the writing but two it's because of the acting he's not a nuanced actor so if you had anybody else it would be funny like in blackish there are characters that are terrible almost every character is terrible but they're funny and they're good at being terrible so we like 
them. It feels sincere instead of just someone yeah. whining about things. And that's what I mean is I don't think that it's his writing because he knows how to write characters like that. He's just not a good actor. And like he doesn't really have any connection with any care anybody. No. And then, and then he like he sees his children's flaws and like he points them out and then he's like, You're just the worst and then doesn't try he's to help them be a better person. All the time. I'm like, he's a child. He is going to be the worst. Fun fact. He's seven. All <laughs> seven-year-old children are the worst. We were the worst at seven. You were the worst at seven. Ask your mom, homie. Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. whenever, whenever uh, the one kid, the little boy lies, he's like, we have a problem. He, it's terrible. We have a problem. And then nothing happens. And they don't do anything. Okay, do you have a problem or do you not have a problem? See, this is <laughs> like, there are potentials for this to be really good. And poor Rashida Jones, again, she's not the problem. Stand by that. She's not the problem in this show, for once. Um, she literally, like, tries, has, tries her best and then is given nothing. She's given nothing. While this man chews scenery, she's having to carry him on his back as he walks around like a goat, chewing every piece of scenery he's in. And it's expensive scenery, so I really don't know why he's out here munching on it like it's a damn donut. <laughs> Stand by it. That man chews wow. scenery like a fat kid on cake, okay? Yeah. What scenery? The phrase chewing scenery. Acting when you're so bad you chew scenery. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I was like, now I don't know if this man is going around. If there was an episode that I missed. <laughs> she was like, is he actually eating scenery? <laughs> like, that's episode eight. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's. Cosmos. So I'm not that's, gonna say nothing. That's the season finale. Can <laughs> you actually shoves one of his Emmys down his throat and eats it? Does he have Emmys? No, I was just saying something. Mm-hmm. Does he have Emmys? Does he did he win anything for anything? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure Blackish has an Emmy. I'm sure it does. Mix just sure doesn't. Uh no, it's just all, it's been nominated. Uh, so it's never gotten an Emmy. But yes. I'm like, no. So when you choose scenery, Lene, it's you're a bad you're such a bad actor that you're choosing scenery. So he chooses that scenery like a damn donut. Yeah. Garth. I mean <laughs> the the in episode two when they're trying to get like the, the drugs, the the Armenian jokes were pretty funny. Like I can't even lie. <laughs> like fine. The thing is, it was fine, except it's rooted in racism. So I was like, I mean, Yeah. Maybe. But then also like what was funny was not him. He was not the funny part. No, no, definitely not. It was him saying that like Armenian people are scary was funny, but like, bro, that was. See, the thing was, the things that were funny, was everyone else, everyone else around him, hilarious. He just happened to be in the scene. Right. Assistant <laughs> is hilarious. Maybe he did win an Emmy. I don't know. Did he? Somebody Google it. I did, and I, I, I'm confused. Like, as to what? Somebody about to hit that Wikipedia. This yeah. cast is so good. Yeah, that's the thing about Blackish. He got the best cast. He got some amazing actors, and that's where the show succeeds, because everybody loves us. Even the kids are great. Like, the kids, Diane is my favorite. She will always, I will always stand her. But, you know, like, no, all he, the characters are so good. Anthony has gotten nominations for primetime Emmys. He has worn, it has won a top 10 TV show. That's what it was. Film Institute, 
has won Anthony Tracy Ellis Ross and the show won the People's Choice Award. No. For some reason, well, never mind. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne won an Outstanding Supporter at a Comedy Series NAACP Image Awards. Oh, no, just kidding. Tracy Ellis Ross, Anthony Anderson, Yara Shahidi. 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 Shahidi, I was right. Okay. They all won stuff for the NAACP, but everything else has just been nominated. They won yeah. Peabody's for some reason. They won what? Peabody's. Hmm. I mean, that's kind of irrelevant, but <laughs> all these awards are kind of irrelevant. Right now. <laughs> Tracy Ross won a Golden Globe for this show. Yeah, I did know that. I, I knew she won. Oh, she's awesome. So, like, she deserves every accolade. Yeah. She carries the show pretty much, I will say. Especially now that, like, a lot of the kids are, like, older or they're going to college or something. Like, yeah. But, yeah. You, you mean grownish? <laughs> Don't even get me started on that show. I mean. <laughs> oh, no. It's. Well. <laughs> it's not deserve its theme song. It's the only good part of that show is them. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't deserve Chloe and Hallie either, but. The world doesn't deserve Chloe and Hallie, okay? That's true. When's My Little Mermaid coming out? Just saying. Well, now it's postponed. Now everything's postponed, so. Where's My Little Mermaid? That's all I, I mean, have. I'll go see it. I don't think it's going to be, I think, I, don't get me wrong. I think Hallie's going to be great. I think she's going to be wonderful, stunning, gorgeous, spectacular, not on her. I just know that with the rate that these live action films have been going, sweetie, it's not it. <laughs> I'm even talking about Mulan. Oh, mm. one did not make its money back because I, I don't even think it premiered. I don't even know what they're doing with it. But when I when I saw that everybody behind the scenes was white, they got a British white woman designing the costumes. Now, come on, sweetie. That's I mean, a lot to ask for. We about to have a whole episode. Everyone, stay tuned. Future episodes, we're gonna roast so many Disney things. Don't even worry about it. This is what we talk. We're also gonna love a lot of Disney things because we do love a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, we do. We do love a lot. Of, I don't love the live actions, but I do love a no, lot. Of no, 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 because they're not good. We Except for Google Book and Cinderella. Yeah. Well, I don't know about all that, but all right. They're the best ones out of all of them. Cinderella. Yeah. I would do Maleficent first. No, I'm, no, that's not live actions. Live action Maleficent. Yes, I will. Oh, give I will not. I will not deal with that. Maleficent is we're, one of the. We are tabling the conversation. I said what I said. We're no, what I no, 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 no. Maleficent is not good. It's not good. Aesthetically gorgeous. Content sure. a mess. An yeah. absolute. Don't mess. say that for my woman. I love Angelina Jolie. She's. I, I said content wise. It has nothing to do. Angelina Jolie tried her best, and I appreciate her. <laughs> for all that she does. However, she could not save that movie. And I will say that again. Like also, how come we didn't get a woman director for that? You know what I'm saying? I have questions. Same thing with Aladdin. Now you're talking, telling me Mulan. Oh, we're gonna do, well, finally. <laughs> Clearly she's fired up. Anyways, Black AF, back to Rashida Jones. I'm done. We did it. She I'm did done. it. <laughs> I'm done with Rashida Jones. We talked about her. She's great, love her. She's fun, <laughs> she's fun in the show. We talked about everything. <laughs> Last minute thoughts, final thoughts on the show. It just felt like there was a lot of, like, they were trying to have, like, morals to every episode, but they were all reaches. Like, like the episode, episode three, like, they, the one that where they were talking about Juneteenth, like, fine, great. 
but oh, then they like that whole episode pissed me off because then, like, they tried to have like a moral and it was just so it was just a reach okay so that, thank you for reminding me I just wrote that down. Like, I remember it being, I remember not believing what the moral was. It says how bad the moral was that you couldn't remember. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. She says some really weird things. She says some outlandish things in her intros. One of them being, um, quote, first episode, it's a nice house, but it's a really nice house for Black people, which for me makes it less nice. And then she goes, yeah, oh, that down too. <laughs> And then we just kind of move on. So we're like, oh, mm, I don't know about that. The, the answer is yes, you are an asshole. Yes, the answer, am I an asshole? It's supposed to be funny. It is funny. Roll credits, roll intro, roll intro. I don't, I don't think that she's that great either, sorry. She's I, not. That's funny, none of us have talked about her even though this kind of is the main character of the show. Like, well, she's the show about her father. And then we just get her weird side commentary. But she presents everything. Like, she is the, the lens that takes us through. But nobody cares about her. Like, I don't think that she's interesting at all. She's here to stir the pot and then catch it on film. The thing mm-hmm. is, I want her to be funny. I want her, her character to be funny. Because she stirs the pot and then it's like, get this shot! Get, like, the episode with, with her, uh, the youngest, Izzy, one of the youngest, yeah, working with her white friends or whatever. Like, yeah. get that shot. Here, just use this. Can, it, can we get a dolly? No, it's fine. No, we're fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like, she has funny, like, weirdly funny things to say, sort of. But I think she's fine. She, like, the everyone else is just more elevated than she is. So I'm just like, eh. Yeah. But I'm as like, a main character, she should be more elevated. She should be better. Oh, yeah, like, I what agree. What I know about her is that she wants to get into NYU. <laughs> and that she's the smart kid because Joya talks about her. Let's go through the analysis, guys. Boya talks about her, and it's like, she was the smart one. She's the introverted one. Like, I always knew who she was, and so I don't, and I always knew what Chloe, who Chloe was, but I never knew what about Izzy. And so you're like, oh, okay, so all we know about her is that she's the smart introverted one. She's, she also, the, she's also the, mo- the, the parent. Yeah, she's the parent. <laughs> and then you're like, cool. Now that we know about her, I don't know why it took three episodes to find this, this out about her, because she is the main character, supposedly. She has no friends. Yeah. We'll find that out, too. That sequence was kind of funny, where she's like, Drake said no new friends, and they're like, because Drake has friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm saying the kids are kind of funny. Yeah, if you would let them shine, they'd be funny. But it's not about her. So I don't even know if I would, like, yes, it's supposed to be her show, but, like, is she the main character? I don't really think so. Also, she said that no one celebrates Juneteenth, and I would like to just talk about the fact that that is just blatantly wrong. Why are you out here teaching white people that nobody celebrates Juneteenth? I just do not know. All the time, and I'm like, clearly you haven't been anywhere because people do celebrate. We have festivals. We have block parties. Clearly people say, it's on the calendar. Like, it is. White people it's, on the, it's on the Apple calendar. <laughs> white people don't celebrate it, but that doesn't mean that black people don't celebrate it. Just because you're in Hollywood, doesn't mean that the rest of us don't celebrate. Well, that's why I was literally like, nobody celebrates it. I was like, girl, you're supposed to be smart. And you're saying nobody celebrates I was like, she's like, it took me three hours. I was like, how did you go on the internet for three hours on YouTube and you couldn't find anything about Juneteenth? That's a lie and a half. That's how I know it's a lie. Um, Juneteenth in Texas is massive. Massive. Growing up in the hood, Juneteenth was the biggest deal. I had friends who were like, I'm gonna be the Juneteenth queen. 
bruh. Like, I don't know anyone who's like, mm, Juneteenth, we don't celebrate that. I had, I knew people who were white, okay, who knew what Juneteenth was because we had to read about it in American history and in Texas history because we had to take Texas history. And like, everyone knew what Juneteenth was. We all knew what it was. Did we think it was that big of a deal? I don't know. Some people are weird. But like, it was a big ass deal. Like when, if Juneteenth was on a school day, people came and popped off at school. Like, what do you mean no one celebrates Juneteenth? It was not that serious where I was. It was just like, this is chill. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how fun you can make it. Oh, people had parades. No, I'm saying. We had barbecues, we had cookouts. You can yes, I guess cookouts and barbecues. I'm just saying, I don't see how you could pop up in your clothes because it was the day that you literally weren't a slave. Like, that's what the holiday is. So, so it's not 4th of July. You know what I'm saying? You say that, but then... I'm just saying, it's about that much. Wearing their sash, being like, I'm trying to be Miss Juneteenth. I was like, all right, pop off, y'all. Yes, we had black party festivals. We had cookouts. Y'all had, y'all had school on June 19th? Well, you have, you had, like, summer programs and stuff? Oh. <laughs> we didn't do that. <laughs> I'm the saying rec center? About yeah, you guys have a rec what? This the parks the parks district had a rec center. Yes, girl. I, but yes, you we weren't were in the hood enough. That's those true. Are, I'm not going to those. Oh, I love those. Oh. We went to those for a very a lots oh, of years. I didn't like children, so that's true. But when I'm you have to hang out with y'all, let me read my book in peace. Shout out to mom and dad for putting me in those rec class those rec school things. Those are weird. I took a sewing class. That was fun. No, I played like, I played, like soccer. Daycare, <laughs> nine to six kind of situation. We played games. We met other children of our That's age. We had watermelon. Somebody had it to go number three. I vividly remember this. I don't know why. Don't ask me. On watermelon day, people kept eating too much watermelon. We played basketball. We had a talent show at the end of the summer. I was supposed to be in it, but we were going to Nantucket, so I couldn't go. Couldn't go to the talent show because we were doing – bitty bitty bum bum and I had to help create the dance because I was eight and this was a very important thing to my life rec center y'all Juneteenth people popped off at the rec center again Love. we've established this but I we would have not been friends as a child okay <laughs> <laughs> so, like by the time I was maybe if I took a class I was like 12 o'clock all right my mom's picking me up see y'all later <laughs> bye <laughs> and I'll get in my in the van I'll be like how's how did your day go it was fine I guess Talk to a couple kids, but I'm ready to go home and take a nap. <laughs> no, we were all day kids. And that was that was me. I was like, I, I socialized. Where my cousin at? He in the car? Great. Best friend. Love it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> that was me. I didn't like other children. So Honestly, I'm thinking about it. I was like, I do not remember who I was even friends with. I liked my cousins. All I know is someone says, I dance like I go to private school. And I still remember that haunting me for my childhood. I don't know what that meant, but I, they said they danced. They were like, you dance like you went to private school. And I was like, I don't. I, don't <laughs> I think that's going to be my new favorite thing to say. Does it mean, is it an insult? Is it a compliment? We don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. And I honestly, looking back, I still don't know. What I still don't know. I'm still haunting me, clearly. Because I have to it. <laughs> Who knows? Honestly, I've had, I've had the weird comments. Parks and Rec Center. Yeah, yeah, Dove Spring. No. Yeah, no, no. I had a swimming class, and then they found out I was good at swimming, and they were like, you want to join the team? And I was like, oh, crap, I'm good at this. I got to go. <laughs> and they were like, 
She was like, sports is no thing. I had to put it in work. I don't like sports like that. A team? Definitely not. <laughs> I got to work with other children? Oh, no. I'm, I'm a very self-taught person. I don't do this whole team thing. <laughs> on resumes, you're like, I am good at working for me. I'm task-oriented and self-motivated. I was like, mm, that doesn't seem great to me. I got to travel every Saturday and practices. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to miss the Sabrina marathon. Facts. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, I got to watch Friends, y'all. I'm not, I'm not swimming. Our priorities are very different as children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never, I always did things for like a little while, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> that was fun, but. Yeah, the only thing I've ever stayed consistent with is theater. Good job. Proud of you, Lene. <laughs> we're proud. It's not like we're all studying that or something or going to college, so. Well, it's all relative. <laughs> most people who start in theater end up leaving and not being in theater anymore. So That's true. Not to say that I will, but just to say that it kind of sucks. Speaking of it's all relative, this show, is it good? Is it not good? Is it funny? I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think it's up to subject, like each person. I don't think it's funny, but I could see why other people think it's funny. I think it's funny that we're just like ranting because <laughs> that's us. Yeah. I feel like it's fine. Do I think it's great? No. What I, it's like those, those surveys, like, do you get that after you order food, it's like, how likely are you to recommend this to a friend? And it's like one through 10. I'm giving it a, a solid four. Uh, I would no one, recommend to- No one said it was gonna be, no one said it was great. Just because it's kind of funny doesn't mean it's great. <laughs> you know what, I'll give it a five on the recommendation scale. Like, yeah. Three. For recommendation, I would give so it- If you're gonna give it to a friend, I'd be like, yeah, this is fine. No, I'd be like, watch this other show first. And then after you watch these 15 shows, then watch it, I guess. <laughs> like, oh, we're talking, okay. We're talking about, never mind. Sorry, I was, I was thinking that we were talking about this podcast. I was thinking, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just giving the show a two. Friends, 10 out of 10 <laughs> recommend to your friends, guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm giving the show a two. <laughs> um, you guys can't see this, but Lene literally fell off. <laughs> down on her bed because she stopped breathing. <laughs> no, I don't think the show is funny at all. <laughs> You're done. We're done. It's done. No, we're done. Um, I'm thinking we're talking about our own podcast. I did. I was like, what? Why are we? We're in quarantine. I don't get much social interaction. <laughs> Quarantine, everyone. I hope you're staying inside and staying outside. It's just now I, now I understand what you were saying, but I was saying what you were saying. I was so confused. But even still, you just said, you said, I said what I said. We all know. You said you would kind of recommend this to a friend. You recommend this podcast to everybody. She was like, absolutely not. This episode, this, episode, this show, it's all right, it's all right at best. 
is crooked. <laughs> you're welcome, Lene. <laughs> like, you know, you know, you miss me. <laughs> like, guys, you're trash, but that is okay. Some of y'all. The worst part is, is this isn't even the, the like craziest thing that McLean has said since this started. Like. <laughs> I meant this TV show. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, how would you recommend this to a friend? A two. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Don't watch it. <laughs> you know, if you're interested, sure, take a crack at it. I'm not gonna tell you to watch it. I mean, people might watch it now if they heard this podcast. Hi, thank you to the two people who are listening. What up, mom and dad? Um, if they share do. this with your friends, <laughs> like on Facebook, give us a like. What is it? YouTubers that are like, smash that like button. Smash <laughs> that, even though there's no, there's like, like not even a button anymore. It's like a little thingy. We don't even have a Facebook page. <laughs> we don't have nothing. Have I can grab my coat or nothing. Jesus, oh, I grab my shoes and <laughs> I ran from my life. <laughs> well, I miss her. Bring her back. Brown sugar? Sweet yeah. brown. <laughs> Sweet brown. Sweet baby rays? <laughs> Sweet baby rays. Sweet baby rays barbecue sauce? I got bronchitis. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. So, anyway. Yeah. Two. <laughs> we're all rating it at two. What did you say? You said a three? I said a three. A four at maximum. Wow. That's, that's generous. Yeah. Well, you know, I have people with trash opinions, so... Yeah, but like, okay, isn't this a time? Like, if someone asked you for recommendations, oh, I'm, I'm not telling. I told you, I give it a three because you know, if you ask me what I think about it, I'll go, yeah, it's I. You know, it's not great. It's good. no, but what I'm saying is, is okay when some when people ask me like, what did you think of a show, and I like really didn't like it, I like <laughs> give them better shows, and then I tell them <laughs> so that I'm like, oh, well, you should watch this. Oh, you should watch this too. If you like this, you should watch that. So then I'm like, yes. I have contributed. So you're so you're well-rounded. You can form a well-rounded opinion on what's like bad. Sandwich, <laughs> I like sandwich. She goes, good thing, trash thing, good thing. She's out here making a sandwich. It's my duty. Ah, <laughs> uh, she's the duty. <laughs> That's my purpose is to give people something. Just please don't watch only trash things. You can watch some trash things. I've been there, but don't watch only trash <laughs> things. Teen mom, fair Abraham. Wow. Love it. Love it. Big fan. Always a big fan. Old Teen Mom, always a big fan. Bad Girls Club? Yes. Uh, Flavor Yes. Oh my god. Ooh, yes. Love, <laughs> Love After Lockup? Sure. Bro. Beyonce? Yes. You know, I see that they're doing a uh, version of The Bachelor, but she wants, it's called Labor of Love on Fox. She's literally trying to have a child within a year. So that's why she's trying to find her future baby daddy. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Look at that. It's Labor Love on Fox, everyone. It's going to be so good. I cannot wait. Just, just adopt or get, or get artificially inseminated. You don't I, need to have a man. I understand why she needed to, like, find her, her baby daddy this way, but she did, and it's iconic. We don't know. All right, everyone. I think that is the last of our thoughts. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're making it this long. If you made it this long, we appreciate you. Stay tuned for other episodes. We don't know what's next. Okay. Wait, what? 
I said, we're always entertaining. That's, you know, we're, we're nothing if not entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> not like we study entertainment. No. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out. Have a good day. Stay safe. Long time up. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa.